MG, welcome. JB, um, here we are. Here we are. It's uh, Sunday night, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Beautiful. It is uh, 1944 hours. Mm. And uh, we're here to discuss a topic that's hot. Yeah. Um, hot? It always has been hot. Us. It's never cooled. But and that, uh, that topic is... Uh, well, it's a broad one. That's right. Um, we're, look, um, we're not. We, we don't. We don't dive in, do we? No. No. We will leave it that to you. That's your work. Your homework. You take it home. We don't want to be too uh, over the top in announcing what we're going to talk about here. No, it's about. It's, a mu- it's as much about guiding as it is about educating. If we if we sharpen the blade. We expose ourselves to criticism, and we're, we're not talking about what you think we're talking about. We're, we're just basically reviewing a series of realities, and uh, and, and and we're going to start uh, in a moment with a, a very real issue, hmm. which we think has is has not been prominently uh, portrayed by the media. No, it hasn't been dealt with, and. Um it's time that it that it is yeah. dealt with, uh, and the issue the issue, I suppose, if you want to call it that, <laughs> if you want to call it that, <coughs> is um, of conspiracy theories, you know, and everyone's got everyone's got one, yeah, yeah, everyone's got a particular conspiracy theory that they subscribe to. It's mm. almost a whether they know it or not. That's you know, you know, you don't need to know that you have a conspiracy theory that you subscribe to, but you have to brand it as a conspiracy theory. It it's might just be a, reality a theory. To you. It might just be a theory that you have. Yeah. So, um, the thing is, though, we used to not have conspiracy theories. That's right. We used to just have theories, competing theories in the marketplace of ideas. And something changed at some yeah. point. There was a changed. shift. There's been a paradigm shift, and, and now we've got conspiracy theories. That's right. They're, they're, they're theories that have been discounted by the mainstream, you know? They're theories like, uh, the, you know, the, the, the popular one we were talking about in the green room was um, the, the lizard people theory that yeah. all the powerful people are lizards. Are lizards. Um, you know, that's one of them. And they've descaled their skins and, and so on. We've all heard the theory. But wh- when did this first come about? When, when was the first... I, I think we go back to Rockwell, perhaps? Possibly. I don't think there's a conspiracy theory earlier than that. Um, and, and I think there's something special about the 60s and, and that particular period. Yeah, a period the genesis of liberation of, of the conspiracy theories. Yeah, it was when uh, the young people really started to to stand up and... Um, question. Yeah, question. Like questioning the, uh, the structures yeah. around them and the, the sources of authority. Um, and really start to liberate their minds and their bodies. That's right. Birth control, for example. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was... Um, I, I think that the word conspiracy... It's very negative, doesn't it? It's, it's, it's got connotations. And I think this is a, an authoritarian framing of what was really uh, uh, the, the vanguard of, of the, the thought... That's right. Yeah, it's it's a well. it's a revisionist agenda. Yeah, you know, um, anyone's allowed to think anything they like, basically, when you when it really comes down to it. And um, you know, somebody 
it's it's not fair to call someone a conspiracy theorist unless they explicitly are saying I believe there is a conspiracy here. Yeah, yeah, you know. And a lot of these things aren't uh, about conspiracies. Um, there are things that are labelled conspiracy theories, yeah. but but no one's saying, no one's suggesting the government's covering this up. Yeah. Um, uh, for example, Bigfoot. I think there's no conspiracy there. It's one. It's just a theory. A one, two, two-footed about beast megafauna, hmm. uh, and and the theory just said that it's possible. No one's covering it up. No. It's it's just possible that there is a, a two-footed, uh, sorry, a, a ten-footed, ten two-foot, ten-foot, a ten-foot beast in the woods. Yeah, and 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 the, the, it's it's really a remarkable thought experiment because. The the point is you can't disprove Bigfoot. No, no. And we have significant evidence. Yeah, of Bigfoot. growing. There's some every photos, day. There's some photos out there, you know, uh, and people will try to suppress it. But there's and no why? conspiracy. There's no, no. There's no conspiracy. The, the only the only possible conspiracy is the conspiracy to suppress the information. And we're not suggesting that though. There, no, there's no, a very no robust. Is. Debate. Most Bigfoot believers um, are very optimistic. Um, they're not. They're not cynical at all. No. They're just saying, "Look, there's this thing called Bigfoot. Yeah. You can either choose to believe or not. Yeah. There's no conspiracy there. The no. conspiracy is in the non-believers conspiring to not believe yeah. or even entertain the possibility." Yeah. Look, I personally, I, uh, I I'm, um, I'm undecided, mm. but uh, leaving the options open. But if you if you choose to believe in in Bigfoot, uh, and, and you've looked at the evidence, and and you choose to come on that side of, of the bridge, yep. if you that, weigh it up, that, I, look, that's acceptable. Hmm. That's fine. I mean, you've yeah. look, you've done your due diligence. You're not hurting anybody by simply weighing up the evidence that's in front of you around this animal, hmm. potential animal. Yeah. So I, I, I want to talk about a, a, a new so-called conspiracy theory. Yeah, okay. But from, uh, uh, as we've just covered, it's, it's yeah. a theory. Yeah, a new one. It's, it's a new one. Mm. Uh, it's a new theory, and uh, I think... Look, I think this tree's got some roots. Okay. Uh, I, think, I think there's something to this. Right. So this, this might actually be a, a, a piece of fact. I th- it could be. Yeah. It could be. Um, and uh, I think you know, you know what I'm talking about, MG. Um, it's something that's been happening down in old uh, old Tasmania away. Oh, the uh, the Tasmanian tiger. The Tasmanian uh, tiger and uh, and uh, well, I, I, I'm I, I'm I'm treading carefully mm. saying this, but mm. you know, on the on the beaches of Tasmania, mm. and they found some some remnants scat. Some remnants of uh, 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 a a Tasmanian tiger-like animal. Not quite the Tasmanian tiger. Oh, okay. You you know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. You don't. Tasmanian... Another... uh, It was a dog. The Tasmanian tiger was a dog. Yeah, they're, they're calling this the Tasmanian antelope. Interesting. It's well. it, it's uh, look, I um I, I've looked at some of the images, and it seems it seems plausible to me <laughs> that 
there is a that there is a, a an animal in Tasmania that we've not yet documented. It hasn't been um, properly documented. <laughs> let's <coughs> let's put it that way. And, and there's some there's some credible biologists yeah. on the ground. They believe it. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> Cut it out later. They, they believe it's possible. They, 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 they've done a lot of good work. Um, and they've, 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 cu- uh, they've, they've pulled up uh, footprints and little scrapings of bark from trees where mm. the animal is sort of like, you know, trying to squeeze in between two, two trees that are quite close together. Mm. Uh, little, little Quite an elusive species. Very elusive, very elusive, and and little bits of fur have been found. Um, but that, you know, uh, mainstream scientists have said these. That that's just the Tasmanian tiger. But well, it's just like with the, the Tasmanian tiger. <laughs> it's just like with the Tasmanian tiger. Um, yeah. They they they. Some of the uh, dissenting scientists they would just say it's just a dog. It's just a dog that got out. Yeah. You know, and that's not true. So, um, I, I, look, I, I'm quite fascinated by this because there's been a lot of pushback. Uh, and, and ha- like, has, has the mainstream media reported on this at all? No. Have you, have you, you turned on today, tonight, um, on, on Channel 7? Mm. Do you hear anything about the Tasmanian no. uh, antelope? Watch. Uh, <coughs> it's, it, okay, look, I, I know you... There's some scepticism. Mm. There's some scepticism. You know, why an antelope? Why is it being called an antelope? Why not like some, you know? Well, there's no other. There's no other like species uh, that are that are occurring in this biome. So it's hard. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a bitter pill to swallow. Reportedly, it's like a Tasmanian tiger, but it 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 uh, prances through the grasslands, and that's that's why. Uh, different um, home range. Yeah. Yeah. Which explains how the two. <laughs> Coexist. Apparently, up to eight meters in length, oh. it can it can just it, uh, right over. It's bounding length. Yeah, mm, that's a technical term. Yeah. The other thing about it is, uh, it's actually dividing the community in Tasmania. That's right. There's people. There, there are people who are, I guess, there's believers and non-believers, if you want to put it in such stark terms. That's right. Um, and it's it's opening old wounds. Yeah, there's there's an old division in in, in Tasmanian society um, mm. because because if if you go back to the 40s, uh, Tasmania had a, a similar a similar issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there's been a lot of Tasmania is really a, a hub of uh, conspirat- conspiratorial thinking in Australia, in modern Australia, and also uh, indeed in the post-war era. That's right. Uh, you, you, you could say it's um, there's a lot of um, free thought uh, mm. it's, it, culturally, and, and some and, and therein lies the problem. You know, with with free thought, there, there's obviously limits to everything. Mm. We can't just say, "Oh, I believe in in free thought," and and that's it. Yeah. You know, there, there are boundaries. Yeah, that no. should not be crossed. Yeah. Um, you, you can't make pudding without sugar. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the old 
the old rift that we were referring to is when, uh, similarly, actually, I believe it was the same beach, they found the remnants of what appeared to be a, uh, some sort of animal. Uh, <laughs> oh, next to the shipwreck. That's right, yeah. It was a washed up shipwreck, a, a terrestrial relic yeah anyway they found an old uh, platypus an ancient platypus that's right possibly three meters in length three meter <coughs> uh horny browed hmm. platypus yeah or desert skink yeah and and the the problem was that it's uh it, it, the, the 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 parts of the platypus weren't um Intact and together, right. it was in disarray. It's in disarray, and so, so um, again, mainstream science uh, simply said that uh, well, know, this, the is, this is uh, the boat are had related. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it was carrying uh, you know biological artifacts. Yeah, we 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 uh, we can't even say what happened here. Yeah, but there's a shipwreck, so anything around it is not. It has to be taken with a grain of salt. The theory that this three-meter um, um, sort of ancient platypus um, was threatened by this vessel and, and charged into it uh, has been discounted, but some in Tasmania think prematurely. That's right. I mean, the, the skull that was found had a large fracture in it that appears to have been made perhaps by a, a hull of a similar size to, to that of the shipwreck. Yeah. So um, it's possible. And, and I suppose this is, this is where we, um, we, we can put our analytical hats on and, and look at the situation and, and say, slow down. Let's, let's not call it a conspiracy. Yeah. Let's, let's weigh this the up. facts. Let's weigh this up. Let's look at the facts. And we've got um, some... Uh, here to before unseen uh, bones mm. on, on this beach. N- never before have these bones been found here. Yeah, amazing. Amazing that they hadn't been washed away either, really. Uh, which speaks to the density of the bones, perhaps. Yeah, they um, anchored themselves. They were, they, yeah, they were. They were, they were stuck somehow. Um, but the problem we have with scientists these days is they're very proud of TV. We live in a a science-centric era. It's the, and, yeah, it's and the wha- scientific era, some it call is, it. It is. Um, and what I'd like to say to, to scientists is if you if you don't believe what I'm telling you or what uh, you know, Joe Bloggs is telling you, speak to them like you'd speak to maybe your grandmother. Break it down for them. Don't just dismiss them and say, "Oh, well, the uh, the ancient platypus can't exist because of erosion." Yeah, you know, that's that's not a that's not an acceptable excuse. Yeah, and and don't fall into the the, the trap of the uh, argument from authority, which the scientists do constantly. You know, you've studied for six years, but so have I. Yeah. So have I. I've yeah. studied a long time. Believe me, I've read I've a book, read a lot. I'm sick of, of articles on Wikipedia, and they're well written. Yeah. Yeah, I'm one of the chief editors of multiple articles on Wikipedia, so I don't see why I should have to explain myself to you. This seems to be the attitude of many of the, uh, well, the deniers of, you know, what have you. My my articles include words such as verisimilitude. Mm. I think that that is enough to spell out my credentials. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that, that would certainly be perhaps some of their own internal dialogue that would be occurring when they're dismissing you. But anyway, we've, we've talked a bit about Tasmania, which is a good starting point yeah. um, for, for some of these conspiracy theories, but there's much, much more. Oh, we're just scratching at the surface. You dig down, yeah, and, and they're not all uh, in the archaeological record either. No. I mean, there's a lot to be found from very precise Googling can reveal some interesting theories. Specifically, uh, Google Maps. Mm. All you have to do these days is open up Google Maps. Plug, plug in some data and... Put, uh, put in the data. You might be surprised what you find. It's... it's um, we're not saying this is easy. No. It's no, 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 no good, good research rarely comes easily. Um, That's but, right. You know, but with the right search terms up some interesting information people things that have been accidentally uploaded by government institutions and and we've we've found a remarkable treasure trove of data that that reveals some some pretty incriminating uh, evidence about right. the disappearance of the uh, former prime minister harold holt mg mm. that's right and uh, it's, it's funny it's it's there to be found you know the internet is a it's been described as a very powerful tool, and I wouldn't question that statement. It certainly is a very, very powerful tool. The internet, that's right. And uh, if, if you just Google uh, um, Sneezy, you'll, you'll find one of the top results. It's uh, uh, the forums at sneezy.org.au. And in these forums, there is, uh, there is a, a, um, a thread which outlines in excruciating detail Events on the day that uh, of his disappearance, of Harold Holt's disappearance. disappearance. Yeah, uh, uh, incredible amounts of detail you can find there. The currents, the the air temperature, you know, cloud cover. That's right. Yeah, yeah you can you can find all this information. It, it just, it just requires the right the right mindset uh, and a uh, you know a true sort of um, uh, determination, grit. Yeah. So what, what's really stuck out for me is that on that particular day, the moon was at a, a waning gibbous. And you know what this means, MG. Mm. So uh, the, um, over Australia, waning gibbous, and, and uh, it has been speculated for millennia now that on a waning gibbous, um, certain marine life aggressive become more aggressive interesting so there is you know the, the theory again there's that word again conspiracy theory right there is no conspiracy here there's just it's we know for theory. a fact that he just that he disappeared that that day and it was waning it was a, it was a morning it was a swim waning gibbous moon. <coughs> he was probably eaten by uh, an aggravated marine animal yeah probably it might a dugong it may have been, it may have been a, a dugong, and um, but what do we do about that? You know, where does that lead us? Nowhere. You no. know, it's it's just a matter of us collectively um, agreeing on a narrative and moving on. That's right. That's right. So look, uh, a theory presents itself. Do, do you open the door and, and uh, walk into the uh, the alleyway of commitment? Yeah, or do you put your head in the sand like an ostrich out in the, the uh, little area? P- 
people, there are front. there are two choices you can make, and uh, I, I'm not I'm not gonna judge you, yeah. but make a choice. Yeah, and and understand that you are making a choice. You are making a choice not to believe in the Tasmanian tiger or antelope, or indeed the Tasmanian um, giant platypus type creature. You know, and the Harold Holt situation. But have the guts to, to have a stance on it. You know, I personally believe he was nibbled to death by a, a porpoise-type species. That's my belief. Affectionate and, nibbling. And why? I don't know why. I don't have all the answers. But I have my beliefs. But the, and, and the evidence points you there. That's right. When I look at the evidence, I, I think it was a dugong. Um, specifically, a... Pod of dugongs. Mm. They grazed on him, and they 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 grazed in a friendly manner, but accidentally. Well, if it was something like you know a shark, it was a great white white pointer. Yeah, we would have known about it because a, a, a he- his head would have washed up on the beach. Or something. I would have screamed. What we what we're looking for here is a very clinical and thorough animal. Yes. Much like a, a dugong or a. Um, a snub-nosed dolphin, and 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 the beauty of this beauty, and just just stand back and 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 look at it, taking a deep breath. The beauty of it is that MG and I have reviewed the same evidence, and we've arrived at completely different conclusions, different yet complementary. That that is. Modern discourse. That's right. That's that's liberal democracy in action. Um, you know, and uh, it it doesn't matter if it's remotely. Look, there, there's something that may or may not have happened in the past, and now we're going to talk about it. And whether or not those two, the facts of those two narratives, are aligned, is somewhat irrelevant in the current era. Now, uh, MG, those aren't the only conspiracies. No. Uh, no. Uh, th- theories. No, they're not. There are plenty more. There, there are many more. Um, let's 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 take a, a dive. Let's, let's uh, put our hands into the bucket and pull out another one. Yeah. If you, if you um, child if sacrifices. Child sacrifices in the um, in the in the upper echelons. Of the financial management industry, in um, yes, yes, in some of the Scandinavian countries, yeah, but with links to South America and the U.S. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of um, institutional crossovers here between mm. the these these this triad of, 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 of geographical points: Scandinavia, South America, North America. Mm. It's a it's a global issue. Um, but the thing is, uh, once you get to a certain level of prosperity, you begin to desire unnatural things. H- humans are superstitious. Yeah, we, we believe all sorts of nonsense. Mm. Uh, and, and this is this is the problem that we we often try to uh, highlight uh, so that our listeners can be better informed and they don't believe all sorts of hogwash. That's right. We give you all the facts, lay them out on a uh, table, and uh, and allow you to choose. Yeah. 
So take a look at this spreadsheet, ladies and gentlemen. In column A, mm. we've got a series of cold, hard facts. A1, financial managers. Yep, we know that's true. It's, it, it's they, they simply exist. They exist. A2, MG. Child sacrifices. Child sacrifices. We're finding cadavers. Mm. There's, there's missing people. The rivers All around of the main world. cities. Who's to blame? Just just go to your local police station and ask them for a list of missing people. Hmm. You'll, you'll, you'll be, be shocked. Yeah. But you know that's uh, that's one conspiracy theory, DB, and, and there are there are others, aren't there? there, there oh, we're not, there's not just plenty. one. Let's reach into the bucket again. Yeah. See what you you pull out of the fortune cookie. Um. From. Oh, there is there is a lot to choose from. Mm. Um, hats. Yeah. Why do we really wear hats? That's right. There's there's um, some theories that that most people follow. Um, hats are for uh, sun protection, which is a carcinogen. Which is a carcinogen, but we only know about this now, within the last. 50 years or so. Yeah. Science has, has caught up to the connection prior. between uh, UV rays and... Yeah. Was it just an instinct before or was it something a little more sinister? Well, MG, let me lay the facts before you. Hats are made by hatters. Yeah. And you know who the biggest owner of hatters is today in operation? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. So they're they're making the hats. Why would Coca-Cola have an interest in making hats? MG, do you know uh, who one of the number one emitters of chlorofluorocarbons is? I think uh, I think I know where you're leading with this, DB. But did you did you know that there is a mysterious source of chlorofluorocarbons coming from Asia at this very I, moment? I, I have heard of this, and uh, I suspect it might be. From uh, soft drink manufacturer. I'm not going to say who, MG, but I think you've said enough. Yeah. So we've got a situation here. We've got a bunch of people wearing hats every day. We've got a company that are emitting a known uh, ozone-depleting greenhouse gas. We also have a company that has immense stakes in hats. Um... I don't think we need to say any more, frankly. No. Mm. I'd drop the microphone. Mm. If it weren't for the fact that I'm going to continue and say some more about another conspiracy, I'm reaching into the bucket, MG. Yeah. Yep. What do you know? There are more about tyre manufacturing mm. in Vietnam. I know very little, DB. Well, let me elucidate your understanding mm-hmm. of tyre manufacturing in Vietnam. Did you know that in uh, Germany, tyres can be manufactured at a rate of 100,000 rubber tyres per day? I didn't know that. It's astounding. Mm. Do you know how many Incredible. they make in uh, Vietnam in one day alone? Uh, maybe double that. 100 trillion. In one day. In one day. How do they do this, MG? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But it's um, 
<laughs> it's an impressive figure. Have you seen this many tires in your life? No, it's hard to picture, actually. Where's the a demand? Cube, a cube of tires for this amount of tires. No, there, there is no demand. No. There is no demand. How often does a tire pop? Rarely. Rarely? Rarely, if ever. Yeah, uh, I uh, replace the tires to my car once every three years. Um, so there's 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 so there's four tires for each human on Earth, and I think that's being quite generous. Mm. Uh, that's that's a lot less than a hundred trillion a day. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So it is. So there's something going on here. Where is the mainstream media? Why are they covering this? Because I I'm going to posit that uh, the centralized tire manufacturing bureau of Vietnam is cooking the books. Mm. You think they're Maybe lying about how many tires they're producing. Look, MG, uh, where is the uh, economical might of a country? You just compare to Germany. We were talking about Germany before. A hundred thousand. If anyone tires can create, day. can produce a large number of of, to- of to- rubber tires. Have you seen the roads in Germany? They are exquisite. They're exquisite. They're handcrafted. By virginal nymphs, they're beautiful roads. Yeah. There's not a pothole so to be it found. It feels that way, and and they've got you know the, the, they've got tires to match. They've got tires to match. The, the tires are almost like masseurs, road masseurs. So have you have they, you seen the roads in Vietnam? The roads. Have you I looked have at the roads? I have and there's always little gophers running across back and forth, just chewing up the road, chewing up the bitumen. This is not a country that profits from the manufacturing of a hundred trillion tires a day. No. No, and, and they have no reason to. So what's going on here? Let's go down into the rabbit hole. Or oh, oh, let's not. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if there's any, anything more we can say here, but we've definitely pointed uh, our listeners in the right direction. Listeners, go out and, um, and, and just be... Be sceptical, be curious, be, be bold, analytical, bold. Just dive in, look for the facts. Yeah, hunt them down. Um, you know, if you see a, a small Asian country is producing tyres, you know, in, in quantities that are just ludicrous, question that. Question that. And, question, and write to your local member about it. Yeah. yeah. Get, uh, let's get some clarity. Yeah. We'll see you in the upcoming segment. Thank you. Rostering, DB. Rostering. Um, Rosters, hmm. in fact. Yeah. You know, it's an essential part of any business. Having, knowing when you're going to show up. When do you show up? Mm. When do you take your and break? what do you do when you're there? When do you have lunch? Yeah. What room do you go to? Who will I be working with? Where will I be sitting? Should I bring my pens? Should I leave them at my desk? Will I be hot desking? Uh, where, where do I find this information? Mm. Is it in an app? Is it on a website? Is mm. it on a board? Yeah. So many questions. Um, basically one answer. Rostering. Rostering. Uh, we have invented... Human, human society at its peak has invented a solution to these problems. That's right. Industrialization has created a problem. Of mm-hmm. people having to be places at particular times. Yep. Industrialization has also created the answer. 
It has, and it, it will certainly pose further questions and further answers as we progress on this journey, as I like to call it. Um, but yeah, rostering is all about, it's basically a calendar. It's, it's, it's a modern day calendar. Instead of oh, Monday, Sunday we go to church, Monday we, we make the bread. So on, yeah, yeah. Now we, it's we Monday. We check Monday nine to nine fifteen is checking emails, and so on. It carries forward. Yeah, yeah. I I have. Um, I, I'm not in requirement of uh, a roster given the nature of my duties, but nonetheless, I have my secretary um, assess the range of activities that I'm going to be doing in a particular week, and with fortnightly notice, I am prepared. Roster, uh, in order to maximise the output which I create, uh, and making use of the time available to me. That's right, and uh, and also making sure that those below you are uh, effectively communicated to. Mm. Uh, That's important. About where they should be and why. Yeah, well, so and and when often the recipient of a roster sees a, a basically a, a nine to five schedule Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday, um, but the, the 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 back end of that is multifaceted. It's a matrix of different people, different times, different places, and you've got to balance out all of these variables. Mm. Uh, it's not a simple task. No, and uh, it requires a lot of. Uh, hours, effort, and thought to assign tasks to, to people, you know, and that's just that's just how it is. You don't want three people making the uh, birthday cake for uh, Dave. Yeah, it's his birthday on Tuesday. You don't mm-hmm. want three people assigned to making the cake. Yeah, unless you want some sort of competitive market-based solution. Cake, which is a, a wasteful solution. It is. It's very wasteful. Um, but you know, it might, it might create the best outcome. Yeah, in principle, you, you don't want you don't want uh, two people doing the same thing at the same time in the same place for the same objective. The economic edge of Homo sapiens over Homo neanderthalus is mm. our ability to divide labour amongst a skilled workforce. Indeed, um, and it's it's really one of our crowning achievements as a, as a society. Uh, I'm proud to to be in a society that has the dignity to schedule its work in uh, quanta in accordance with the skill set and uh, of the individuals availability. Now, um, <coughs> so we've, we've put forward a certain rubric for, for, for rostering, wh- why we have it, the benefits, and so on. The problem with rostering, MG, is uh, there are unforeseen circumstances. That's right. It's very rigid. It's a very rigid structure. Um, so, you know, if, if, even if you, if, even if, say, say you're unemployed and you set a roster for yourself, uh, to get up at 8 a.m., have breakfast, walk the dog, 
go to the shop, so on. You know, you're going to sleep in some days, and some days the dog's not going to want to go for a walk. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going to happen, mm. uh, contingencies, which rosters don't allow for, generally, no. and that's why we have managers. Yeah, so, it, exactly. The, the, the manager is the um, point of authority in the... Um, uh, not authority, the word I'm looking for is accountability mm. on, the, on the success of the roster. Mm. Mm. If the roster falls, the manager answers the call. Yeah. It's a little rhyme. So the thought of having a roster if you're unemployed and accountable to no one is laughable, really. That's right. You're trying to be your own boss. It's a formality. Um, and it might make you feel better. Yep. So, so fine. Psychological but sort of balm. But let's be real. You won't be sticking to it for very long. No. It'll be it'll be in flux. Where reality intersects with your roster, um, reality will win over. Unless part of that reality is an accountable source, which is going to require your compliance with the roster. Mm. And few of us have that within ourselves to have this sort of self-regulation or accountability. Few of us have this. Uh, generally, if you know, you'll say to yourself, well, I'll get up at six o'clock and I'll go for a run and I'll come back and I'll wash the cupboards. You're not going to do either of those things. No. You're going to sleep until ten and then you're going to walk down the road and have and this is why it may be beneficial to um, add conditional elements to the roster. So, um, punitive conditions, DB? Punitive and rewarding mm. elements to the roster. The stick and the carrot. So, um, I have a um, if this then that condition on my particular roster, mm -hmm. uh, which is if the objectives of the prior. Slot slots have been completed, yep. then you can have a little boiled lolly. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a boiled sweetened egg, perhaps. Mm. Or um, if I have not completed certain requirements, and the uh, risk assessment on that particular requirement, having been carried out, turns out to be of uh, high impact nature, mm. and it has not been completed. Mm. Then the, uh, the 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 punitive outcome mm. is severe. Yep, you have to walk over hot coals if you don't um, answer the phone within thirty seconds of it ringing, for example. Which isn't really related to rostering, but is a rule I like to apply. It's a yeah, a little it, 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 when you when you add conditional elements to a roster. It doesn't need to be conditional on the factors within the roster. It can be conditional upon external factors. That's right. You can just write in arbitrary rules into the roster about your life. Yeah. It might be Monday 9.15am. If I don't finish, um, my, if I don't finish uh, the Diary of Anne Frank by Friday, I'm going to hold my hand on the, the stove until I can't bear it anymore. And then I'm going to hold it for another 10 seconds. But they need not be punitive or rewarding at all times. They can simply be functional. So uh, if, um, if uh, 
Sunday morning, I haven't received the weekly report from Ezekiel, I can uh, make a conditional event on my calendar to uh, call up Ezekiel, demand the report be presented within five minutes. Yeah. This is uh, this is all reasonable. And uh, and so I think we've covered all of the the. you think is worth discussing uh, keeping in mind of course we're not we're just opening for discussion mm. for our listeners mm. yeah this is the this is the beginning of a will be a long almost unending discussion about about rostering rostering software methodologies ways of seeing rostering ways of explaining rostering to your loved ones which I think is an important point yeah good, good point raising that energy uh, a lot of um a lot of the, when you when you bring your work home with you, mm. it can be difficult to communicate the technical aspects of that work. Look, I, I'll join you for dinner, um, but I do have a nine fifteen in the toilet. Yes, uh, I have a toilet con call. Yep. Um, sorry, I, I can't. It's an acoustic. It's it's uh, property mandatory. generalities to your loved ones and it might help you in that situation yeah look, uh, you know i i want to be here i'm enjoying hearing about little tucker's day at school how he ran around and how he got a shot a three-pointer in at lunch from yeah. the uh, I, i'm fascinated by this this is great but i have a higher duty and that is to my roster my stakeholders demand that I comply with this roster. And, um, There's I no getting around it. I can't explain it to you why. Yeah. Why. There's no logic to it that's outside of the roster, much like there's no logic to why I'm even here with you. You just have to trust me. Yeah. You just have to take it at face value that this, this enormous salary I bring home to facilitate all of your lives goods you see around you it is directly 